podcast. What's up, everybody? It's episode 43 of the Weird Podcast. Um, straight off the bat today, coming in strong, I've got man flu, all right? So don't be sitting there going, oh, it's only man flu. Nah, it's serious. I'm terminally ill with man flu. You know, um, read into that how you will. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get better from this one. Um, so this could potentially be my last will and testament it could be my well it's probably going to be my last ever podcast so i just want you all to to really appreciate it and enjoy it um you're probably listening to it going hmm the sounds a little bit different on this one yeah i'm not in the garage the garage is too cold at the minute i've had to come in like et with the men in the white suits had to bring my poor little dying body in like poor et when he's in the river they brought me in from the cold and they've put me back. I'm in the living room. I'm toasty warm. I'm on my recliner. I've got my wee, my wee side table like old pensioners have whenever they're in homes. Got my microphone on. I'm recording the podcast. So basically, you know, just bear with me. Hopefully I can get to the end of this particular episode um, because, you know, it would be really awkward if I were to just die now because, again, I'm the one that does all the admin. On this podcast, I upload it, I, I edit it, <laughs> yeah, don't I just put it up exactly how it is, and that's that, but if I die during the recording of it, that's not going to happen, people will be up looking to go to work on Monday morning, even if it's a bank holiday, if you do work some sort of weird job that that happens, that you get up and you go to work on, on a bank holiday, you know, unlucky, but people still be asking, where's the weird podcast in there, you have it, might die, fingers crossed I won't, Um, you know, I don't like to be over dramatic, but I like to give you the heads up in advance. And why do I have this particular affliction, terminal illness? Um, it's because I spent the weekend glamping. Mm-hmm. Sorry, camping, Dave? Nope, glamping. What is glamping, I hear you ask? Hey, I don't know. I just did it at the weekend, found out for the first time it was a thing. Apparently, glamping is like when you're too precious to just go straight up camping you know if you like to be essentially dry you go glamping glamorous camping like everything these days there's two words merged into one and that's what we have so my uh, wonderful other half decided that um, it would be a good idea to go on a nice little family trip away for the weekend so I, I said yep sounds a good idea um, no plans this weekend. I'd be keen to get myself to spend a bit of time with the family, you know, get a weekend away, the three of us, and it would be lovely. And hey, it, it was it was something all right, you know, it was something all right. We went, uh, of course, to, to Lima Valley, which is, of course, the go to place if you're looking to go for a fun weekend away. It'd be the first place I would think of. Yeah, wouldn't be necessarily, you know, taking a wee trip somewhere warm, maybe, you know, south of France or whatever, um, maybe Italy, maybe somewhere, you know, like like Lisbon, where I was last weekend, no, Lima Valley, that's exactly the place to go. And we went glamping in Lima Valley, now, we didn't have to go and set up our glamorous camp, you know, um, like, I'm trying to think of a way to describe this, yeah, it wasn't like a tent, per se, right, it was definitely, um, it wasn't great, right, in terms of heat, right? It was definitely a step up in camp from, per se, like Guantanamo Bay, but definitely not. I'll just not be back, just put it like that, right? So we went to this place called Swan Swan's Bridge Glamping, which, you know, I have to come up and say it was very good. You know, the actual setup was good. All I'm saying is glamping, camping, outdoors cold, not for me. Like, I'm like a big bulldog. I need to be kept in the warm at all times. I need to be ideally nude, and I need to be well-fed. I need to be stroked, and I need to just sit on a sofa by myself. That is my idea of a good time. So going out bracing the cold in a tent um, wouldn't be ideal for me. So you rock up to uh, this place, Swans, Br- Swans Bridge Glamping. The car's packed full of gear. Um, as in stuff like clothes and all, not actual drugs. There were drugs, obviously, but on top of that, there was 
it wasn't drugs just in case they're sponsors that was a joke you know comedy podcast and just uh, sponsor me but what i'm saying is we got there we we saw these teepees and i thought these teepees look sweet they look pretty cool they're like proper like teepees slash wigwams whatever they're called they like they look like something the native american settlers they're not settlers because they lived in america but those dudes would have lived in do you know what i mean that's what it looked like i thought these look very very sweet so we went in i went up to like the reception area which is just a wee cabin um on this farm excuse my i realized he did a lot of sucking there i'm sucking brandy balls because i'm 90 and also i'm trying to like have like not spiciness but like i'm trying to have like some sort of effect on my sinuses and my breathing ability because hey i just can't breathe out my my mouth or my nose which you know what isn't ideal because they're the only two things you can breathe out of and you need to breathe to live so i'm trying to just open up my airways as best i can i've got the brandy ball in my mouth of some lemsip beside me i've got a glass of water and some more brandy balls and um, trying to liven that up so just bear with me here i'm, I'm terminally ill i'm trying to get get through it here guys but i rocked up and uh this week cabin no sign of anybody and um, was something out of like friday the 13th at this point it's just as we wooden cabin loads of tps no sign of life we rock up it's raining i get the phone number i ring the campsite and this dude answers and he's like hello hi be what about you hey i'm like i don't know what this accent is but i'm just here at the camp and he goes oh sure but just you hang out there and i'll get something over there and we second here for you I'm like, why you speak like you're from Balmino when you're in Limavati? Weird. And then I was like, hey, Colchis all sound the same. Once you once you leave the glorious North Down slash Greater Belfast area, everybody sounds the same to me. And like anytime you hear them speak, it's just is <laughs> what I actually just hear in my head. So anyway, this lady comes along. She's like, You're booked in? I said, Well, obviously, why the fuck would I be in Limavati if I hadn't booked here? She's like, right, okay. Where are you parked? I'm like, right, just outside here. And she was like, no, no, no. You're not in any of those teepees. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. I'm in a tent. She's like, just head around there. You're in a yurt. I'm like, hmm. I go around the corner. And I just see these sweet, massive teepee tent things. Known as yurts. I'm looking at these babies going, man, it's a circus tent. I'm going to go in here and there's going to be like 50 clowns in a mini. It's going to be a big fat seal just playing with a... The ringmaster and some really flexible gymnastic boys. Mm. I'm excited at this point. So drive my car in this new part. There's like three yurts there. Um, a couple of people just out the front drinking. I'm thinking, sweet, this is going to be hot. There's lights I can see coming out of these yurts. This is my kind of camping. So I head around to ours and uh, the woman's like, oh, by the way, there's some wood for your fire. I'm thinking, sweet, man, make fire. No sweat, leave that with me. And then she's like, oh, by the way, we don't have a path to your yurt. So I was like, all right, wear a pair of brand new Nikes. Not essentially what I want to do is uh, walk these sweet new kicks across this essential marsh swampland. But hey, I do it anyway because I'm invested in the holiday. I don't want to be a, a grumpy spoil sport. Let's get into the yurt. As requested, travel call for the baby. Mm-hmm. Double bed, very comfy. We've got a wee heater in there. We've got uh, a seat, a couple of outside seats very sweet i'm thinking this isn't bad also a sink in a tent whoa so 2018 don't know we're living and i'm thinking you know what i could do this i'd actually like there to be people in actual tents out the front of this so i could like sit in my decking area which there was in the yard as well and just look down on the people like caesar you know i could just be sitting there in nothing but uh robes which we didn't have so it had just probably been a bed sheet but hey i would have done it for effect i'd have just been sitting there with all these people were in their tents and i'd be like kiss my ring and i wouldn't actually have my hand out i'd have my cheeks gaped but hey same outcome rings get kissed and uh, i would have really enjoyed being up there and so i'm thinking this is sweet plan now put the baby to sleep in the travel tent Myself and Catherine will hop out the front on the wee decking area, have a drink. This is going to be a nice time. So anyway, have a go at lighting the fire. The nice, helpful lady that worked there gave me a box of matches. Um, I used them all. 
and just about made the fire light with like one piece of wood because hey there's a lot of logs that were just um sitting out in the natural rain so they were soaked through dude in the yurt beside me about 60 like looked like he was just at the balmacash bonfire you know his fire was just popping off and then there's mine looking like a about to die sparkler on halloween I thought, you know what, hey, I'm not going to start, we're not getting our dicks out here, it's in the big dick contest. You know, I'm not going to go big dick one-upmanship with this guy, because hey, if he moves on from fires to dicks, he'll probably win that too. So I just pretend not to look over and get jealous. And then I thought, right, I'll just sit out the front, have a drink, I'll put the baby to bed, all be good. Went back to the tent. It's probably, we're talking 8 o'clock now. Um, Holly normally goes to bed at 7 takes her maybe 15-20 minutes to settle, give her a bottle, off she'll go to sleep. Turns out, she was like, nah, I'm not doing that. This holiday, I'm on my holidays. Fuck all y'all, I want to stay awake and enjoy my holiday. I want to spend some time with my parents. And by spending some time with my parents, do you mean she wanted to sit out on the on the decking with us and enjoy a drink? Nah, because when we did that, she just cried. So what it turns out she wanted to do was just be on the double bed, just like, essentially thrusting on all fours thrusting because she's not quite at the age where she's able to crawl yet but she's also not like at the feebly lying on her back like a shitty tortoise stage either she's now like on all fours and she's like laughing going she can't speak but basically in my head i'm looking at her and she's going yeah yeah and then i'm like sweet that's funny because she's laughing this is uh this is good for me so i was watching her do that for a bit and I was like looking at Catherine be like here it'll be sweet don't worry she'll be asleep in no time fast forward about 25 past 10 she's crying now not thrusting just rolling about um absolutely zero percent interest in going in the travel cot nope whenever you actually felt the travel cot you'd be like yeah that's because it actually feels like you're lying on a concrete slab so I can understand why she wasn't keen on that yet the bed was a bit more comfortable she wasn't going to sleep at all so I lay with her, didn't go to sleep. Catherine lay with her, didn't go to sleep. Then we just decided, hey, we're not, we ain't getting no drinks tonight. So we, we just, we're like, right, we'll just get in the bed with her. We're tired, we've had a long day, getting up here is a big drive. We'll hop in the bed, she'll go to sleep, it'll all be grand. Then we get into the bed, and I realise, oh, you know, although we're glamping, <laughs> this isn't the five-star glamp experience the big man wants i want a super king size bed you know what i'm saying that's what i want not just a regular double bed i want hey the big guys in a regular double bed a baby ain't looking like a regular double bed no more uh-uh no sorry bob looks like queen size bed it's just smaller than a double bed it's a size and a half bed i'm more than a size and a half person so you do the math guess what mm, big man's on the floor it's like Holly isn't going to sleep anywhere apart from this bed because she's got little prince syndrome like her dad. She's like, hmm, I ain't sleeping in no fucking steel cement based piece of shit travel cot, which has literally got slate wood. It actually felt like a boxing ring, the same sort of texture as a boxing ring without the padded mats on top of it. She's like, no, nah, I'm fucking sleeping in that, papa. I'm sleeping like a, like a princess in the bed. And... Being the gentleman that I am, I the only other alternative for me was on the floor. And guess what? The yurt doesn't have carpet. No, it just sort of has like a mat over the top. And it's a mat made of like old potato sack type, like thick potato sack woven fabric. So that just goes over essentially the decking from outside. It just carries on. So I was just like down from a duvet on a pillow, a couple of blankets on some sort of like woven tough fabric floor i thought now nah, i'll be sweet she'll be nice and cozy up there i'll just sleep down here happy days and it was grand had the wee heater on it was nice and cozy in the yard held heat quite well and i was like now nah, i need to turn this heater off in case we literally get incinerated over night so i turned it off and that was grand and then i woke up the baby crying uh at about say one o'clock and i was like tried to move to get up and then i realized Oh, hello. I can't feel my legs or arms. Hmm, why is that? Because they're out of the duvet. And whenever you ain't got no heater on in the yurt, it's freezing. So my feet were all blue. My hands were blue. I'm thinking, uh-oh, 
I'm going to need to get my feet and my hands amputated here and I'm not going to be able to deal with the baby because when Catherine sleeps, she hibernates. So it was up to me to try and get up the baby. I obviously eventually realised I'm not actually... I haven't, I haven't got trench foot, I haven't got hypothermia, I'm okay, I can function. And then being like the team player I am, I woke Catherine anyway to be like, here, give us a hand here, although she ain't going to go back to sleep. Let's just, you know, talk about that for a while. So... After a few hours of like trying to get the baby sleep, eventually she went. Thank God for that. And then I went back to the floor, back to sleep, woke up again by 6am. But this point, needed a pee. Because guess what? The yurts have run water. They ain't got no toilets. I said to Catherine, I was like, hey, look, the toilets that we use here, they're a bit far away. Would it be cool if I were to like pee into a bottle and then pour it down the sink into running water? And it goes away, and she's went, for sure, no, that's disgusting. You've never done that before, have you? And I went, nope, never. <sighs> I went, I was only kidding. I was, I'll go to the toilet. So at this point, I ain't putting my sweet kicks on. I'm going to put a pair of sliders on. I head out, go through this marshland. If I get a bit of wet feet, it'll be fine. Do business, get back. So it did, it was grand, went to the toilet, coldest toilet ever. Um, I had to actually go up to my elbow into my groinal area to try and pull out the opening of my, my, my penis so I could pee. It was that cold. I got up inside myself. I was literally further into my body than my appendix. I was further into my body than my large intestine. Do you know, I was actually up so high, I was tickling my heart. I was able to get some of the plaque out from around the arteries and stuff, which was pretty good. It helped me long term. But in terms of needing to pee, not ideal. So I came back after the pee, soaked through, obviously, because you had to put a black coat on on or shit. Back in, back to the floor, like Quasimodo, went to sleep for the night. Say the night from 6 a.m. till about 7 a.m. Then I woke up, Holly straight awake again, ready for the day. I'm thinking, whoop de fucking do. This is just exactly what I want to happen. Do you know this is exactly the outcome I wanted for this? Not. So I got up and I'm like, right, I had an awful night's sleep. The only thing forward is to get a shower, get myself ready, head out for the day. So I decide, get my towel, I'll go and shower. Hopefully, the shower facilities are better and warmer than the toilet facilities. So I make my way to the shower. It's quite decent, to be fair. Um, but before I go in the shower, there's this, like, a Spanish woman. Like, to be fair, it's probably racist of me to assume she was Spanish. She was speaking Spanish. She could have just been, like, a Northern Irish person speaking Spanish. Because, like, people over here sometimes like to pretend that they speak languages that aren't English as their first language hey like Ulster Scots and the Irish Language Act haha <laughs> so I just was assuming she was Spanish and she just sort of flew out of this weird camper van straight into the showers before me but I was chilled because like hey there's a man and there's a male and a female shower in area that's sweet but then at that point her husband pops out of the van with a towel as well and like he was kind of there like I was there first to head in, but he kind of like was clearly wanting to to get in too. So like I turned to him and I, I basically said to him, look, if you what I what I wanted to be like was like if you look to go and shower first, you know, far ahead, I'll just pop in the kitchen and get a coffee here. You know, you can go shower. But what I sort of did was like point to myself and then point to him and was like, shower. So. I'm pointing at me going, mm, me, you, Shar, and this guy literally thought I meant, hey baby man, do you want to step up in the Shar cubicle, you're a big boy, two guys, one cubicle, just getting wet, getting Shard, you know, lathering each other up, and the guy went, no joke, no word of lie, he looks at me and he goes, no, 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 not, no, 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 me, no, no, and I went, alright mate, sweet, I'll go and Shar myself. So sadly, I ended up having to shower myself, which was such a an anticlimax, because hey, I definitely wanted to fuck that dude in the shower, but he wasn't keen for it. Like, it's so gay to not fuck a bro at a campsite, am I right? But um, I went in, had my shower, which by the way, I've been dissing on this place, it was a good shower. Electric, straight in, hot, shower, out, back to the yurt. And then had to lie in bed with the baby as she cried a bit while Catherine went for a shower, and then guess what? Baby fell back asleep. Holly, little jerk, playing me. 
and then by that point I fell asleep as well because I was back in the bed it was a nice feeling because it spent all night you know just completely separating all the discs and my spine just lying on the floor it was horrible and then after that I was like you know what we're here we're here to enjoy ourselves here for a good time not a long time let's just throw ourselves into it let's just have a good time let's go out for the day let's enjoy ourselves and let's have fun so the, the rain had sort of cleared up a bit we thought we're feeling positive I'm saying look for a bad night's sleep that's under the belt now with a bit of energy let's go get breakfast let's go to Castle Rock so went to Castle Rock an interesting story about Castle Rock um, when I was a little boy I didn't know the difference between Castle Rock and Fraggle Rock so growing up I thought that Castle Rock was this real sweet vibrant colourful place where like a load of Muppet based puppet dudes lived and I was like down in Castle Rock and I thought this would be sweet I'll enjoy it um, went to Castle Rock and on a Saturday may I add at about hmm at 9am, looking some breakfast, looking a bit of sausage, looking a bit of potato bread, some eggs, mm, pot of tea, that's what I'm checking out on a Saturday. Nope. Castle Rock ain't got shit. Castle Rock had nothing. Nothing was open, couldn't go anywhere. Castle Rock, if you're listening and you're from Castle Rock, this is what you can do. Suck my Castle Rock. Fuck you guys. You're shit, right? Nothing for breakfast. I'm like, I'll never be back in Castle Rock again. Except the might. Because next year I'm going up to the Open Golf Championship and I'm going to maybe go in there and just be like, hey guys, service me with some sausages, please. Apart from that, if they don't, if they don't, I'm done with Castle Rock forever. But I was like, I was at my wits end, I'm like, you know, you know you're in a dark, low place whenever you can't get fed a breakfast and you're in Castle Rock and then the next thing you say is, let's go to Corian. Like when you say the phrase and you actively mean it, let's go to cold rain, you know you're literally at your lowest point because never have I ever had a good time in cold rain. And hey, guess what? Haven't been to cold rain again most recent. Uh-uh. Still ain't had a good time in cold rain. We went there, got parked up, went for some breakfast. To be fair, had a nice breakfast. I would give a shout out to the restaurant, but hey, I've just erased it from my mind using the men in black stick to get as much of Korean out of my mind as possible. Um, but nice breakfast, and we're doing like a bit of like a walking around Korean, like just looking for stuff to do. Which whenever you've got a little baby, is not ideal because there's not like a lot of stuff to do in Korean, and like there's a lot of people wandering about. People that I could only sort of. People that I can only sort of describe as, I guess, like dole zombies. Huh? Like, I've just coined that phrase literally as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a talk here. But what I mean by a dole zombie is somebody who, maybe I'm judging a book by its cover, but hey, that's what it do. Don't, don't care, right? People who blatantly look like they're on the dole have that sort of dole look about them. Do you know what I mean? They're not wearing like sweet tracksuits, they're wearing like Slazenger ones, you know, the shit ones. And they have like wee bits of stains on them and they're walking about like, uh, like zombies, oh, I'm in the dole. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that is their big day out, going out on a Saturday morning at Cool Rains, their big time out. Oh, let's go to Sports Direct and see if we have any sales on fully black puma sh- leather shoes Ugh. like there's sort of people who wear football boots with like the studs to go shopping that's what a doll zombie is right these sort of people everywhere and the more I'm here the more I'm thinking I should not have left the kingdom of North Down I should not have done it but I'm here and I'm on holiday with my family so I'm going to just really try and enjoy it I'm going to really try and get into it and just hope for the best but Having been to Castle Rock and been to Korean, I just felt a real urge to start like letting people know my opinions on it. So I took to Twitter and started what has become my new thing now, um, reviewing places I go. So when I was in Castle Rock, I tweeted saying, just been to Castle Rock, would not recommend. Went to Korean saying, I'm in Korean here, wouldn't recommend. And hey, guess what? It's truthful and it's honest. I, I wouldn't recommend those places. Not at all. And uh, I went to, after that, Port Rush to try and save the day. And guess what? I put it on my Twitter, my reviews. I 
I, I would recommend Port Stewart. It was a good spot. We went to Port Stewart. I'm trying to think what we did there because I don't, honestly don't remember. We went, parked up, went for a walk. By this stage, the sun was shining because we'd been out of cold rain. It was God throwing some pathetic fallacy my way. He was basically saying to me, yo, you're feeling better now because you're no longer in cold rain. Um, you're in Port Stewart. It's nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad to be out of cold rain. Like my last experience at cold rain was doing the university, having a gig. Did I have one of my worst gigs ever? Yes. Why was that? Hmm, terrible setup, and also people don't appreciate good, good comedy because, yeah, I'm one of the, the funniest guys in that stand up comedy scene. You know what I mean? There are people who, yeah, maybe like a more PG set, maybe like more like a ball around, but hey, I'm hilarious. I'm coming out dropping bombs. Maybe I'm saying a few naughty words. Maybe I'm making you think about things you might normally think about, you know, in your day to day life in front of your girlfriend or in front of your family or boyfriend or your kids or something. But hey, it's funny when you think about it, you know? So, I'm in Port Stewart, the sun's out, I'm thinking, oh yes, this is great, and it's getting closer to lunchtime, and like, we've already had our breakfast, and now we're heading out, it's lunchtime, it's two o'clock, we're heading for lunch to Amici Restaurant, Restaurant Amici, Port Stewart, which doesn't really go together, to be fair, you think of Port Stewart, you think of people who talk like this, and then you're you're going from, from Port Stewart, and, you're, and then you're having, going all Italiano, and the Ristorante Italiano, and it's good, because there was an old golf golf club beside the old course but now it's a sweet Italian restaurant um, and it was good to be back in that Italian restaurant because the last time I was there was the night I proposed and I remember being there before proposing obviously Catherine knew not that I was going to propose that particular night I did because I had like a fucking fortune worth a ring in my pocket and it was stressing and I got a couple of uh, I got a starter that night and it was like just I think it was like a wee Flipping pasta salad or something. No spice in it. Edit, sweat it. From a main course, I think I had like a, like a, a carbonara type thing. Sweated. Catherine's like, is that even spicy? And I'm like, yeah, so spicy. Never should been anything spicier. When really I was just super nervous that I was going to propose. So it was nice to go there without that sort of pressure this time around. So I went... Uh, in there, had myself a nice uh, cheese fondue for starter. Mm-mm. From the main course, I had pasta marinara, which is basically Italian translates as pasta from the ocean, direct from the hand of Poseidon himself. He's just fucking that pasta on the end of his trident, plopping it on your plate, and then he's salt baying a couple of mm, a couple of mule on top of there. He's salt baying a little bit of squid. Mm. He's dropping a few chilies on there to make me actually sweat when I'm not nervous, just to keep up traditions. And it was great. And hey, guess what, guys? Amici Ristorante, Port Stewart. Hey, recommend. Check it out. So after that, we were done. But hey, we're on our holidays. Where's next to go on the tour of the north? Coast, not the tour of the north. Because hey, I call Northern Ireland Northern Ireland. Because hey, in my opinion, that's what it's called. Just to throw out a bit of politics there, people are like, oh, I don't like him there because I, I believe it's the north of Ireland or I don't like him here. You know, I just call Northern Ireland because that's what it's called. You know, I, I don't care much. I wouldn't consider myself either side. I, it is what, it, what it's called, like, you know, because that's where, what the government, if they were in place, would be the government of, you know what I mean? The Northern Irish Assembly. So, hey, you know, just, I'm a factual guy. I'm like Rafa Benitez. I deal in facts. Niche football reference. But after that, we headed from Port Stewart. Mood's a bit better now. Thank God we're out of Coleraine, cool Castle Rock. We make our way to Port Rush, and when you're in Port Rush, I'm told you have to go to Barry's. Um, I wasn't one of these guys growing up that would have gone to Barry's too much. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I didn't really get what the nostalgia of it all was. But when I went uh, this time with the pram. You know, I was like, hmm, why are there so many dull zombies from Korea in here? It's freaking me out a bit. There's a lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of bad kids with no manners. And I've said before, you know what my opinions are, bad kids with no manners. You should be able to stiff up, uppercut, uppercut those suckers, you know what I mean? But there's a lot of those guys running about, people just in queues, noise. I just don't like it, you know what I mean? I don't like a lot of people being about the place. It's just not my scene. Yeah, I get it, it's probably... You know, if I don't like a lot of people being about the place, don't go to a fun fair. Um, don't go to a fun park, whatever the fuck it is classed as. Don't go. But hey, I went because I was there with my family. Should have realised it was a bank holiday weekend. Dev, my point. But hey. And then after that, 
you had to make the, the, the normal stop over at the Harbour Bar because it's always great and it was a nice time and after, by that point Holly was like you know what I had a fun day out to show you how much I've appreciated this day out what I'm going to do is give you a gift yes I'm a baby I ain't got no money I ain't got no job I ain't got no national insurance number I can't pay tax to the tax man there's no other way I can get income to buy you a gift so I have to like think about creating you my own gift and hey I don't actually have the full skills to like mold you something nice out of plasticine or clay you know I can't take that and put it into a fire kiln to make you like a nice bespoke clay present so instead what I'll do is just drop a big doozy in my, in, my, in my nappy I'll just do a big shit and that's what she did a massive shit a big stinking yellow shit and it just came out the she, she wanted to make the gift so memorable came out the side of the the baby grow came out ever wrecked her full clothes and guess what she absolutely loved it she was popping off laughing her head off at that and at that point I was like right okay that's enough um we will now make our way back to the yurt but by this stage I needed to get some gear to make my fire because hey I'd lost the big dick contest the night before this time I ain't losing it I'm gonna win I'm gonna head I'm gonna go to an Asda I'm gonna buy fire lighters I'm gonna buy um, an electric lighter I'm gonna buy dry kiln fired wood and I'm gonna just turn the guy the year beside me this boy who's flipping fires like buy my cash's bonfire and I'm just gonna pull my wee tiny dick out and I'm just gonna have my big ass fire and look at him and be like he's gonna dick the big dick play off now hustler you know what I'm saying got back let it literally uh you know completely smoked the place out what also was quite funny and weird in the ass that we went to somebody tweeted me because I was doing my reviews of the north coast at this point and uh someone tweeted me who worked in Asda saying that you know a lot of the staff were excited because James Nesbitt Jimmy Nesbitt you know the uh, the drinker slash actor was in there Asda and a lot of staff were excited and she wrote she was more excited to see me which is really nice but also first thing I did in Asda was straight to the toilet um, and then went shopping so that's uh, hopefully she appreciated um, the fleeting encounter shout of me for sure if you ever see me out anywhere and, and you know you, you want to have a chat just chat to me you know don't have to tweet me about it and say it's sweet I appreciate you doing that but hey I won't bite do you know what I mean you just say look have a chat if you want a photo I'll give you a photo it's sweet I'm sorry guy unless of course you're you're really like weird or whatever but for the most part or in Korean, I'll be signed with you. But, um, yeah, it was nice. Got the firecrackers, got everything we needed, a couple of supplies. We are going to get some uh, meat and have a barbecue when we got back. But by this stage, the rain had come back on again. So we headed back to the yurt. Oh, sorry, I need I need to drink some lemons up here. I feel like, I feel like my nose and sinuses are just... They're more blocked than Jimmy Nesbitt probably was in Asda. But you got back to the yard. I'm thinking a few snacks. We've got a couple of drinks to drink still because the cool bag's still popping off strong from the night before. We know Holly doesn't sleep in the, the travel cot. We'll just stick her in the bed. I'll do her. We'll put her to bed. It'll be grand. Got back to the yard. Got her ready. Give her a bottle. Put her in her night clothes. Put her in bed didn't sleep obviously didn't sleep because she is just a little chance chancer 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 so Catherine stuck her in the went and took her for a walk and uh, <clears throat> she went to sleep brought her back um, and then she was asleep and it was great I, th- I went down into the marsh by this stage pissing rain went to help her carry the pram up into the yurt Obviously, as soon as we got her into the yard again, she woke. So we're like, oh, okay, brought her out with us, where she just lay in her pram for a bit. By this stage, because um, of the bad weather, we had her wrapped up. She looked like Hannibal Lecter when he's brought in in the Science of the Lambs. Whenever they like had him tied to the board with the mouse thing on, the arms around. By the Clarice. Like that, except the baby. So not, not quite as ominous. But I managed to get, I think I managed to drink a tin and a half of cider in front of my massive 
bonfire fire and then by this point Holly starts shouting so I'm like sweet she's tired bring her in and dress her pop her into bed didn't happen just screaming I'm doing that weird humping thing she's doing screaming 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 Catherine brought her in tried to settle her screaming 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 we're like we're just not drinking tonight are we and she went nope so I brought her back in I put myself on the floor this night colder than the night before um, as you can tell now I've got the sniffles I'm not myself when I get the sniffles it's terminal it's man flu it's terrible but I'm thinking you know my nose is just dripping you know my nose is dripping <laughs> my nose is dripping like an estate 40 year old on the 11th night you know because she knows there's going to be 16 year old boys DTF and it was so popping off that that's how dripping it was <clears throat> just grinding my cooter on all these young guys and flipping Elise tracksuits by the bony oh my lost her on myself there but anyway I had a runny nose and I was like ah, it's going to be a hard night my head's stuffy I'm tired now from the night before I'll go down the baby's finally settled I turn the light off it's great boom next thing you know Baby screaming, check my watch, think it'll be about three in the morning. I've got a few hours sleep, one hour sleep, it was eleven o'clock, full tears streaming down her face, snottery nose, awful. So we fired some calpol in her, drugged her up real good, still no nothing. So we just basically sat up with her all night, trying to stop her from screaming because effectively we weren't in buildings, we we're in tents, so there's a couple of our tents beside us, and hey, they're gonna be up all night as well. Albeit the couple beside me, who had the big dick fire the night before, they were in the gym this night, so they were um, there for a good time. They were up all night for other reasons, reasons that I kind of hoped I'd be up all night for myself. But hey, it wasn't to be. So whenever I woke up in the morning, we made the decision. We're like, right, it's 6 a.m. here. Do we just go home before anybody wakes up just to make sure we don't have any awkward interactions between ourselves and the other people in the tent and Catherine's like yeah let's just let's get up and get out of here so it'd be in the morning I had to do my morning poo got myself up headed over to the over to the communal area and then went for a poo at 6am thinking sweet I'll be able to enjoy myself and uh, get my business done so Gwen there's piss all over the seat. It's freezing cold. I'm thinking, I hate this. I'm wearing flip-flops. There's probably piss dripping down into my shoe. Sick. Bare feet on piss. Gross. So wipe all that down, sit down, start doing my business. Next thing, a door handle goes. I'm thinking, please be this Spanish guy. And I'm just... And I went, uh, see? And I just hear, I need a pish. And I was like, what? I need a pish, hurry up. And I was just, we fuck. One in the pee, and I was like, "You use the toilets next door, man." And he goes, "They're the women's toilets." I said, "Yeah, there's literally a cubicle next door. It's six in the morning. No one's here. I need a pish." And I was like, "Listen here, fuck boy. I was here awake before you in this toilet first to do my business. You just wait in line. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what I hate. I hate when someone's doing something first and somebody just automatically decides, hey, my needs more important than yours.' You mean?" I was gaped and I was dropping right there. I was like a rhino in the middle of the Serengeti just dropping heat. And this kid wants me to just zip it up and go. I put a cork in it like I'm some sort of vintage wine and leave. Nah, man, I'm doing my business. Okay, you can on the floor for all I care. You know, hopefully your bladder bursts inside you and poisons you and you die because you disturb me. I mean, that's what I hate. See where people try and push their way out. Like, see if you're driving a car. And you see somebody edging out of a side street. And rather than just being where they are. Like if I was driving up a street and the traffic wasn't moving too slowly. And there's a car wanted to come out. I'd stop and let them out. But see the second your nose creeps over that white line. I would sooner hit you. And take the nose of my car. Be at fault. Have to pay the damages. Probably get a claim. You're probably a door zombie looking your back down and getting a public liability claim. Than I would let you out. So this kid... You know, he just pissed himself. And then whenever I finished and I wiped up and just sauntered on out to go home, quarter past eight, two, and a, two hours and 15 minutes of shit. No, only kidding, it was about quarter past six. But when I headed past him, the wee kid just buffed me, shoulder into me and on he goes. And like, I should have probably, you know, done something to him. Like, I, I should have smacked him. 
but again he was probably about eight years old so you know in today's day and age you're not supposed to actually do that so anyway we got got back in the car packed left on the road by seven o'clock um just to get away from there and you know what if you like camping it was a decent experience i don't and now i've got the cold i've got the sniffles i've got a head cold terminal flu and it's awful you know i was in a yurt and it felt like I was in the yurt locker. That's exactly what I was in. I was in the yurt locker that weekend. It was, and, and you know what? Anytime I left that yurt locker, it made me feel like I was actually going to war. It made me feel like I was going to defuse bombs. Because when I left that yurt, I was out into the wild, wild, rainy, wet weather. Into that swamp on my bare feet. Walking past this dude with the world's biggest fire. You know, it made me feel shit. If I, and I felt shit in the yurt too. It was only when I got back home to the glorious north down once more that I felt anyway by myself again do you know what I mean it felt kind of good getting back it felt amazing to be back home where I belong but I tell you what when I was doing my reviews I just want to do a major shout out to my homeboys at the Money Next Service Station I still went there on the way home this morning feeling terrible feeling hungry feeling grumpy I'm thinking I'm not going to get good service at the Money Next Service Station went in there the greeted by a Costa coffee machine mm. Didn't know Colchies liked their coffee. Got myself hooked up with a sweet coffee. Went round to a hot food food section. Got a jambon. What else does a player want than a coffee and a jambon to make you feel better on a shitty Sunday morning? You know, so major shout out to the homies in the Money Next service station. And went through Good Done Given as well this morning, which definitely wouldn't recommend. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. And then whenever we, whenever we got home, uh, I posted a photo on social media yesterday on instagram and on twitter of myself catherine and the baby and uh, it was a lovely photo until it was pointed out to me that it looks like i'm wearing assless chaps in the photo which it for sure 100 percent does because i was wearing tanned shorts and i had a coat tied around my waist whenever way the coat's tied knotted it looks like the front pouch of like a thong black thong with just the other bits of coat coming down either side and tan legs so it legit looks like i'm just standing posing with my family and assless chaps and wouldn't be the first time to be fair but also um very very weird um but a lot of people enjoyed that so cheers and i'll maybe just keep doing my reviews in the meantime you know that's what i might just keep that going as a thing because a lot of people enjoyed it and um shout out to stephen clements from the Radio Breakfast Show who tweeted me about saying he'd love to see a TV show about this me just going to the worst places in Ireland having holidays and reviewing it um, you know what I don't think it'll be a fun film but I reckon it would be a good show so if you just want to see that you know flipping, let someone know let me know and that was basically you know my weekend I don't even know how long I've been talking for here it feels like I've been talking for the full 45 minutes about my my trip to, to the yurt locker shit yeah 43 minutes holler at your boy um let me plug a few things in this case. Um, first and foremost, um, big gig news. I have I'm running a new club starting up. Um, it's going to be in Pug Uglies. Mm, what's Pug Uglies? Here you ask. Well, Pug Uglies is where is a new bar, a new hip, cool, sweet bar where Morrison's used to be. Um, just opposite the BBC near Dublin Road there, and this new comedy club will be starting this Thursday, the thirtieth of august um got a very strong lineup of do say so myself mc will be rory woods woodsy hooking us, us up with some great crack you've got alan Irwin. it's another excellent act doing support on the night um you know him sandy from soft border patrol and um, really 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 funny guy and then you have this big fucking stonehead headlining so get down for the first week of that um it'll be great it's gonna be a weekly thing at this stage so um Hopefully it's a good thing. Another club's open. I'm going to try and get as many decent acts on as we can. Local guys as well. Because, I mean, the scene's buzzing at the minute. But there's just not enough places for people to do comedy. So hopefully that'll be another reasonably priced good night out. And the room itself is actually bespoke. It's so bespoke. It's perfect for comedy. I'm really looking forward to it. I really think it should be good things. So if you haven't already, go check out Pug Uglies on all social media and stuff. And then make sure you check out the Comedy Club on Thursday. Come see me. I'm doing some new material. Probably talking about the, the Yurt Locker and Sharon the Spaniards. 
And what else would you want on Thursday night? Mm. More water because my throat, my throat sore. Mm. And uh, yeah, just other than that, you know, for sure, keep the, the rating and reviewing the podcast coming up. If you listen to the podcast and you like it, go over to iTunes, drop me a five-star review, and, and whatever you write about the show, as long as it's not being shitty, I'll read it out. If it's weird and funny, the weirder, the better. Drop five stars, give me a comment, I'll read that shit out. Um, and also follow me on social media, on Instagram and the Facebook page is Dave Elliott Comedy. Twitter doesn't let your handle be that long, so it's just the Dave Elliott, even though there's about a thousand of us. It's a very generic surname, even more generic first name, Dave Elliott. Nice one. Right, so we'll just go through the questions here and then let you get on with your days. So I feel like I've just I've harped on far too long. Right, so let me see. Questions. First off, Twitter. Jamie Harrison has asked, would you rather have a time machine that only goes back in time or a time machine that only goes forward in time? Um, Jamie, I'm going to say I would rather go back in time because <coughs> I could do like like Biff did in uh, Back to the Future. I know he said Buzz there, but that's from Home Alone. That will be a great crossover. But... I don't want to go future in time because I feel like I've seen the movie click and I might miss something that might make me sad. So if I go backwards in time, what I might do currently is go backwards before I've actually booked to go to Yurt and not go there. And then, therefore, by proxy, I wouldn't have to have to have gone to Korean. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also do all the bets. Just every bet I could, like Biff from Back to the Future, and just become essentially Donald Trump because that's what happened in that movie. But that was a great question. I really enjoyed it. Um, Matty Carlton, are you getting a TV show um, where you travel around the world uh, saying if you would or would not recommend? <coughs> Sorry, I've got the man flu there, Matty. Um, you know, I, I, I might pitch that as an idea because that would be something I think would be a real interesting show. Um, I, I reckon it might be better if you send me to places that are known as being shit. Because I don't think I'd have a positive outlook on that and think it might be funnier. But if you want to send me off somewhere real sweet, like Hawaii, to five-star Turtle Bay Resort, all-inclusive, hey, I'll go there. I'll, and I'll probably recommend it, let's be fair. Um, Luke Gorman has asked, Is Papa Physique trialling a series where he drives around Ireland recommending places to go? Weird road trip. Well, hey, if enough people want to see it, we can make it so. We need to just get a production company to back me on this, but hey, I'm I'm willing to travel and recommend things or not. But um, if it's not a TV series, I'll for sure be recommending or not places to go on my Twitter account, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Lee has asked, Apart from yourself or that pancake head Shane Todd... <laughs> Um, who's the weirdest Northern Irish guy you've encountered? Um, do you know what? A load of the comedians are are weird dudes. Um, the weirdest Northern Irish person I've encountered, though. Um, you know what? I used to be an antisocial behaviour officer, thousand executive, and I encountered some very, very weird people um, doing that job. I encountered a guy who was for real just jacking off on his roof. And whenever I approached him about it, he was like, yeah, mate, it's my roof, we'll do it on. As he is not so much who owns the roof, man, it's more the fact that you're jacking off on the roof. And he was like, yeah, well, do it on. And then eventually, whenever he stopped doing that, he went back on the roof again. And he was uh, just sunbathing naked this time, which was awkward. So I had to talk to him about that. And then he was like to me... Um, are you stupid? And I went, by this stage, yeah, I feel I feel fairly stupid because I, I fully don't understand where you're going with this. And he went, are you stupid? Do you think if I'm sunbathing out my back, I'll get as good a tan than if I'm on my roof closer to the sun? And at that point, my head just melted, and I went, hmm. Yeah, that, that dude's definitely up there with one of the weirdest guys. Um, but no, no, Shane's... Shane is, yeah. Shane's one of these guys who's so weird, but he won't actually acknowledge that he's weird he thinks he'll do stuff that's normal but yet it's so weird like whenever he talked about me being in london at the time of prince william and kate's wedding and just going to watch it and he was like that's weird i'm like i'm literally in a place where there's a historic event going on i'm going to watch it and he thought that was weird but you know that guy's just a, that guy's just a big fruit so i'll not worry about that um 
let me see. Let me see. Questions. Um, Ruth has asked me, apparently there's a guy who works in, whoa, this is a word I don't know how to say. I might get this wrong. It's either Keels or Kyles. Keels, I'll say. In Belfast, who looks like a camp version of, of you. My mum's words. Um, has the physique guy been moonlighting in the beauty industry? Uh, love the podcast. Well, Ruth, I haven't actually as yet. But to be honest, I don't know how to say Kiel, so it's difficult. But if I were to moonlight in the beauty industry, I reckon I would definitely be probably aiming to work in somewhere where a bit more come like Sephora. You know, I'd like to be in there. Like the one in New York that I was in in Times Square was definitely an experience. A lot of very sexy guys. And I think I could fit myself in there. Um, I'm definitely camp. I would say I'm fully gay, apart from the fancying guys part. But... Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't been working in that particular spot, but hey, don't rule it out. And, and thanks for listening to the podcast, um, Chris Barr. Hey, Dave, great podcast last week. Loved hearing about the stag stories, especially the one about Richard Amaka's love tale. So you've been doing recommendations of places up north on Twitter. I go to uni up there, so if you're looking to find a place to eat, I'll give you the lowdown. Anyway, check out what this guy did when he was on a stag do. Um, but my question for this week is, uh, could you get a tattoo? Or is If you could get a tattoo, what would it be and why? I think I know what this story's going to be, my man. It's going to be the dude with a what about you tattooed in his eyes. Absolutely. Belfast man gets what about you tattooed in his eyelids. Dad worried the Benidorm stag tattoo may... Oh, I've just been blocked from this account because... It's got ads on it. Yeah, but basically this dude got what about you tattooed in his eye- eyelids. On a stag do, which is a terrible idea for a start getting a tattoo on a stag do in Benidorm or wherever, but also in your eyelids, it's terrible. Um, that being said, my mate Maka, who I spoke about at length last weekend, was talking <laughs> was talking about getting a, a tattoo on my stag, just getting the exact same tattoo as Post Malone got in his face, said always tired, and uh, Maka being Maka, I went, so what, why would you be getting that tattoo? And he's like, I'm always fucking tired. Like, what do you think? I'm like, all right, okay. Fair point, well made. But if I were to get a tattoo, um, what would it be and why? Well, obviously the, the, the normal answer would be something to do with, with my daughter. But me being me, I would get something on me, like um, some sort of weird riddle and like something to do with like an X and treasure. So, like, if I ever died, someone would find my body and think there's some sort of conspiracy here, and I could, like, lead them to some sort of treasure. Feeling that, I just got my full daughter's face on my chest, on my heart, on my sternum, because I love her. Um, Gareth Owens, Papa Bear, I'm really sick of crab refs in the Premier League. What are your thoughts on VAR? You know, VAR worked at the World Cup. The only thing about it was, there was no controversy. It was just night and day, plain as they like, fact. Either it was or it wasn't. Whereas um, Gareth specifically talking about the Chelsea game, um, I messaged him back and said, he talking about the Chelsea game? He went, aye. Because basically uh, Chelsea got a penalty, which wasn't a penalty. And then Newcastle went up and equalised straight away where one of their players just fully elbowed Olivier Giroud in the face. How fucking dare he? Olivier Giroud's a perfect man. Um, but yeah, it, it, it gives some people something to talk about. But VAR, there's no argument with VAR. So I think... It should be something that should be considered in the Premier League for sure. Chris Henning, well, Dave, hope you're well. Love the chaps you were wearing over the weekend. <sighs> you're definitely bringing sexy back. My question is this: What is your top three movies? Ooh, mm. that's a really tough question. I am a massive movie buff. Love to go to the, love to go to pictures. So do um. Love to watch movies. Um, the first two that spring to my head, movies that are probably my favourites, are The Great Escape and Inception. They'd be two that are really I'm keen on. Growing up, it was The Wizard of Oz. That explains a lot. So they'd probably technically be my three best. But there are loads of other brilliant films I love. Gladiator being one, A Clockwork Orange, another that I love. Talking about comedies, I like Step Brothers. It's hard to beat. Um, I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall as well. Oddly, uh, um, so yeah, just narrowing it down, it's hard to really say. Halloween's my favourite horror film, love that shit, can't wait to see the new one coming out this year. Um, yeah, movies are just great, I just love to be in movies, I'm not really, I wouldn't like to be an actor so much, I like to write it, 
just need time to do that. I have a few ideas at the minute I'm throwing around for just like short sketches and videos, but I'd love to I'd love to be a writer full time. We can all dream. Aaron Butler, my man Sugarbutt, um, are you thinking of doing Edinburgh Fringe next year? And would you be keen to have your fuckboy best mate Sugarbutt with you like the old days? Yeah, I would absolutely love that. Aaron Butler um, was in my sketch group at the time, FNT, and we had an absolutely brilliant time at the 2012 Fringe together. Um, you know, some of the guys in the group uh, didn't really have the best time, found it a bit tiring and a bit emotional, whereas me and Butler, we just went... We had Frankie and Benny's for lunch every day. We lived like kings. I had an absolutely fantastic time. Went to shows flat out and had a really good time. Um, you know, ideally I would do Edinburgh for sure if I could bring my family with me. I don't think now I could do it. Like last year I planned to go with my first star show, but then somebody went and got pregnant. Um, yeah, I know it's my fault too. <laughs> we joke. But... You know, if the time's right, I will. Do I think Edinburgh is as big a deal as it once was? Nope. Do I think it can make or break a career like it once could? Nope. I think nowadays you can just do as much stuff as you want, you know, yourself. If you have enough effort and enough determination to just make things happen, you can make things happen. So, um, But I do really enjoy Edinburgh and I would love to go back again. Jamie Clements. Watching School of Rock right now before having the bank holiday off. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what I want to know is, what is your feel-good go-to movie on a Sunday night? And also, do you think the band could have pulled off the win with a better light show? <laughs> and it's a reference to the Boytown podcast and the tweets or phone calls I always make Shane make about having a bespoke light show. Um, you know, feel-good movies, a lot of movie questions here. Um you mentioned Jack Black. I like some of Jack Black's movies. My favourite Jack Black movies probably Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny. It always makes me feel good. Um, and if I want to put on a feel-good movie, you know you've got me. One I forgot to mention earlier in my top three. Harold and Kumar, Get the Munchies. It's stupid. It's funny. Always makes me feel great. So that would probably be it. I think it's really other. Obviously, whenever you're... Like, what else I've noticed? In fact, speaking of movies, the older you get, never watch movies you love as a teenager again because you'll hate them I watched uh, Beer Fest which whenever I was a student I thought was the greatest film of all time and watched it back recently and it was fucking ridiculous I was like what What even is this shit in fact another one I forgot I love Napoleon Dynamite freaking idiot what are you going to do today Napoleon whatever I feel like I want to do love that shit it cracks me up always and I could stick Napoleon Dynamite on at any time it's, it should be called Napoleon Marmite because you either love that film or you hate it and I just happen to love it because to me the funniest things are stuff that makes no sense and it's just ridiculous and that movie's entirely ridiculous like you mentioned Boytown Jamie um, and light shows last week on Boytown which if you don't, if you listen to this podcast, for sure check out Boytown. But one of my phone calls was to try and book a hotel room for Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. to go to Plymouth to promote uh, a crime novel, and that's a, the the most ridiculous string of words that I have ever said in my life. And I had the phone and book a hotel for Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. And I've never laughed more in my life. I could not get my head together to make that phone call and that's what I love about Napoleon Dynamite so fucking stupid and ridiculous you just gotta you just gotta see it to believe it and guys I've just checked the time on here and we're just near on an hour for the weird podcast normally I like to keep it a nice solid 45 minutes but I spent so long in the yurt locker this week that I just uh, I just had to get all that off my chest and having been sitting with man flu, I don't feel like it's terminal anymore. I feel like speaking for the last hour now has made me feel fresher, better. There's been a lot of leakage from my sinuses, I feel. Um, yeah, and, and for everyone who's asked me questions, thanks very much for helping with that. And if you haven't already, you know, follow me on social media, get yourselves liking the page, get yourselves on iTunes. Rate and review, ideally five star, please, nothing below it. And um, get on the SoundCloud as well. And if you've ever seen me 
tweeting about the podcast or whatever or sharing it on Facebook or Instagram just give it a fucking share be sound be give a retweet whatever if you don't do that I'll secretly hate you but hey guys take care of yourselves and uh, I guess I'll be back next week peace <laughs>